Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Disclaimer. If you recognize yourself or think we may have had a great love story in my head without you being aware of it, don't worry. I mostly have great memories of those. You almost always treated me right. And for the time you made me cry because you flirted with other girls in front of me, I forgive you. You didn't know. What? Oh, I'm sorry. I was supposed to say, all characters appearing in this work are fictitious, and the resemblance to a real person, living or dead, is purely coincidental. Except if I actually say your name or give you a phone number, then you can safely assume I'm talking about you, Joey Capelito. But let us start by talking about him. So, after last week, early drink with Ben, we exchanged a few emails and we were supposed to see each other last Friday. So I texted him in the beginning of the afternoon to know when and where he wanted to meet. He responded, 10 p.m. at the islands in West Village. Obviously, I had a lot of time to overanalyze everything that happened more rationally. And I'm pretty sure he doesn't like me like that. Maybe he just want to be friends, or maybe he just enjoy spending time with me and that's why he wanted to see me again. Because he thinks I'm nice. Or maybe just a tease, or think I'm not enough, or too much, I don't know. One of my friends slash consultant on All Guys Matters thinks I'm wrong. He told me that after everything that happened, Inviting me to meet him for a drink at 10 p.m. means the opposite of what I think it means. But I don't get it then. Why did he run last time? It makes no sense to me. If he chose to see me at 10 p.m., it's because he's sure that he will be able to resist. I know why. It's because I'm gross. But at the same time, I kind of want to believe my friend and that maybe Ben likes me. I think it's Scott Fitzgerald who said that the test of a first-rate intelligence is the ability to hold two opposite ideas in mind at the same time and still retain the ability to function. That's my mission for Friday. Use my sexy brain and choose a perfect outfit sexy and casual at the same time, being prepared for both opposite options. He likes me, he likes me not. I want to be the perfect combo between Amy Poehler and Sasha Gray. My first instinct is always to go for the most sexy, most uncomfortable outfit of my closet. And that's the worst idea. Been there, done that. And what works for me is usually to feel comfortable with the level of sexiness of my outfit. Because I want to be able to walk, laugh and breathe during a date. I'm already awkward enough with my brain soaked in all kinds of hormones. I don't need to add the fear of the boob jumping out of my clothing if I smile too strongly. I choose a little black dress with flat shoes, hair down, and red lipstick. 
I recently saw on Instagram a picture saying, in polite society, red means go. Let's hope Ben will get the message. I arrived there first. The place is nice and the ambience kind of romantic. He arrives. Now I know. This is absolutely not a friendly drink. Everything that emanates from him screams addiction. The way he touched my neck while saying hi and kissing me on both cheeks. No big deal. I'm French. This is how we say hello. But it was the whole vibe while kissing me. His perfume, intense eyes on me, slowness, and certainly no bakey talks this time. We find a spot at the bar. I'm in a high analyzing mode. He asks me about my week. While I'm talking, he can't take his eyes off me. I'm so observing every detail I can. The tiny scar on his left hand, the shape of his nose, his airline, the most mundane things becomes tiny treasure I lock in a box in my head. Like a crazy serial killer that I am not. I try to identify the tiny detail that differentiates him from everybody else. Partly to figure out why I like him and not somebody else. Most probably unconsciously trying to find any excuse to run. Because obviously having a girlfriend is clearly not enough. He talks about a joke we made at the comedy club and tells me that he thought about it a lot since then and he felt even drowned to write the whole story down. And apparently it's been so long since the last time he wrote something. Wait, is it only me or he just admitted that I'm his muse? Anyway, muse or not, he thought about me. Maybe he likes me. He received a text from a best, his best friend, John. He's out with his cousin and they are going to a bar in West Village. Ben asked me if I want to join them. At this point, a conversation that happened last time flashed into my brain. I remember him telling me that in the US, when you are in a relationship, you are supposed to play matchmaker for your single friend. I'm so confused. What? That's a plan all along? To give me to one of his friends so I won't be a problem anymore for his relationship? It's as if he saw into my mind what was happening because he had right away. They are both in relationships. Oh, okay. Why not? And I start to drink my cocktail faster. To He stops me. Don't worry, we don't. We have time before we met them. They are not there yet. He's using his seductive tone. But I don't get why calling a chaperone then. It's like he's mixing the signal on purpose. Maybe he's a tease and doesn't like me? As soon as I finish my cocktail, he gets up and walks a bit in direction of the door. I'm struggling to get my bag from the hook he is waiting patiently for me. He smiles when I look up. I'm like, I see what you're doing here. You're like, don't worry, there is no rush, I'm so patient and stuff. But you are also standing by the door ready to run as soon as I'm ready because we are late. He smirks at me and says, you got that, huh? I nod and smile proud of myself. 
he gave me a big bright smile in return and had mocking me. So, what are we still doing here then? Me leaving my stool and passing him by while his arm conduct my movement to the door? I said I understood. I didn't say it was working. I smiled with a twinkle in my eyes. Eager for. I found it so cute. His way of pressing me gently. <laughs> it's such a dad thing to do. Suddenly, I'm scared. I'm not even sure he likes me and I'm already picturing him as a dad? What the fuck is happening? Is this what they call biological clock? I take his arm and we walk. We arrive first at the castle of fish. His friend arrives shortly after. Johnny's first and right beside him is his girlfriend, Claire. No cousins. At this point, I'm sure nothing will happen between Ben and me tonight. It's certain. They know Becky, and I can imagine a guy cheating on his girlfriend in front of a guy friend, but in front of the friend's girlfriend, it's impossible. So I try to relax and shut my disappointment up. Claire is nice. I go to help Ben to get the drink at the bar, and from the, this point forward, I can't say how many drinks I had. Ben kept bringing me one glass after the other. Is he nice or trying to get me drunk? Maybe he does like me. We are all talking together, Claire tells Ben. I'm so happy you'll run the half marathon with us. This way you'll be the wink link with me. Suddenly gets really upset, telling her, what the fuck, I don't get why you're selling me short here and he goes away to the jukebox. She looks at me and really, and she's really surprised. She's like, I don't get why he's so upset. Benny is more the yoga kind of guy. I laugh and tell her that maybe he's upset because she said that in front of me. She suddenly understands what is happening here. She's super embarrassed and tell me, please don't tell him I said what I said about the yoga. I respond, don't worry, it could have been worse. You could have said Pilat. She laughed and go back to her boyfriend. Ben comes back and stretches his arm. I'm tired. I've done two hours of Pilat this morning. Claire heard it and we are both burst in laugh. Ben asks, why are you laughing? Claire shush me and discreetly and responds, a joke Angeline told me earlier. Don't worry. He doesn't ask anything else and go to the bar. Claire comes closer to me and whispers as if she was telling me a secret. No, but seriously, Ben is a great guy. And we are back. Weird, it's like she's actually trying to encourage this. Becky must be a pain. That's when a, a random guy in the bar comes to talk to me. He gives me a shot that I share with Claire. At this moment, I didn't realize it, but I feel like from this moment, every time I was alone, this guy, I don't remember his name. Let's call him Bar Dude. So every time I'm alone, Bar Dude comes and asks me some question. I answer politely and then, without thinking about it, leave him alone and go back to bed. John's best friend wants to play darts. The thing is... I've never played, so Ben starts explaining the rules to me. 
I've already forgotten them. I know that when we are doing the team, John told Ben, okay, you take your girl. I don't know how it sounds to an English speaker, but I really like being his girl. It's Ben's turn to play. That's when Bardu came and told me, pointing at Ben. I think he likes you. I'm drunkenly trying to play it cool while my heart jumps in my chest. I'm like, no, we are just friends. Bardud, I have to go, but me, okay, bye. And he's like, no, but can I have your phone number, please? I tried my usual trick. It's a French number. Do you want it anyway? The guy said, yes. So I started dating. As soon as he left, I turned to Ben, who is suddenly by my side, and I tell him, is it bad if I gave him a fake phone number? His face lights up instantly. He screams, laughing to his friends. Angeline just gave this guy a fake number. He's so cute. Past this point, we were a bit more touchy, holding hands when it was not our turn to play. If I'm honest here, I'm pretty sure I initiated. Even if I don't remember it, I have an history of holding hands passionately with guys like when I'm drunk because I'm basically 15. Uh, we hold hands intensely for three months with Joey Capelito before everything else happened between us. Talking about fucked up. Anyway, so one thing led to another. The dark game ended and we were sitting next, next to each other. My leg on his. John and Claire are not around. I'm a bit tired. He's looking at me. I think he's gonna go for it. He gets closer to my face. Looks at my lips. He closed his eyes. This moment he seems suspended in time. And kisses me. It's electric. I cannot stop kissing him. He's the best kisser I ever had. I can't stop. It's so good. After making out for like 15 minutes, he says, can we go back to your place? And at this point, I'm not even thinking about saying inconvincingly. I'm not sure. It's a bit early. I don't even fake it. I'm like, okay, let's go. And I leave. I need to realize when I'm outside that he's not behind me. I've been kind of texting Nick during the night, so my reflex is to call him. What am I supposed to do? He assess the situation in one minute and tell me, go back inside. I do it. We say bye to everybody. And as soon as we are out of the bar, we start kissing again. Suddenly, I'm in a movie. My brain is in charge of the editing. I don't remember the off moment. I just remember the crazy hot stuff. And it was one of the best sex in my life. As soon as we are done, he starts dressing up. I'm like, could you go any faster, please? He's like, I'm really sorry, but I have a training session tomorrow morning. I need to go. I'm trying to be light and breezy here. So I'm like, okay. And go with him at the door. He kisses me and leaves. I fell in a deep, drunken, post-coital sleep. I wake up around 9 a.m. and realize that I don't have my phone with me. My reflex is to email Ben 
to see if he took it by accident. He responded right away, telling me that he didn't take it and giving me some advice on what to do. His emails was nice. It's funny because I realized that if it would have happened in France, I would never have contacted him. I guess in New York, I'm a bit more of a damsel in distress than I am in Paris. It seemed to work. Well, until the email I sent to confirm that I had actually lost my phone and asked if he was available to see me before his business trip. He never replied to it. But he liked one of my pictures on Instagram over the weekend. My friend Lizzie tried to explain me the situation from an American point of view. She told me, I know that in France it's kind of bad to cheat on somebody, but here it's really, really bad. And he's probably ashamed of himself. That's why he didn't respond. I'm sorry, what?